What's up, Creation Fest? Make some noise. Come on. Hey, I know it's hot out there, but uh, give it up for the letter B. Come on, people. What a great band. So much fun. Listen to them. I'm so glad that you're still hanging out there in the sun. And uh, anybody having fun at Creation Fest? Come on. Well, my name is Bonnie Andrews. I live in New York City, but I'm from the land of curry. Does anybody love curry here? A good curry a day keeps the devil away. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I mean, this has been a, a crazy season for a lot of people. Let me tell you some stuff that's been going on in my life. It's almost felt like this is how my story is. I felt like I went to the airport every single day. All right. Went to the airport, went through security, got my bags checked in, went through security, got onto my seat. They, they got me in, bottle, got, a, got a bottle of water. I'm sitting right there on my seat, getting ready to fly, and then I get a memo, an announcement in the plane saying the flight is canceled. And if you guys have been feeling that way, it's like life is being canceled. Plans are being canceled. Your schedule's been scored down, and it's almost feel like you're not in control. We just came out of that season. And uh, uh, me, uh, you know, I, I lived all my life in India, born and raised up in India. Uh, started a youth movement, reached two and a half million young people, grew to 184 cities around the world. And the Lord would speak to me and tell me, hey, I want you to go to New York City and dream about 500 cities. And as a man of faith, I was like, man, I've got a family, got a, got a, uh, you know, got two boys, my beautiful wife, and we decided to make a, a faith move, move, move to one of the most expensive cities in the world, New York City. Does anybody love New York City, the Big Apple? Well, it's a beautiful city, you know, and you get out there, you push all your money, and you get, you know, you got money for about six months, you get down to the city. Get an apartment. You know how our apartment is, you know, a New York apartment. This is your living room. This is your kitchen. This is your bedroom. And if you have any extra space, that is whatever you want to call it. It's so small. And you pay a bomb for it. It's expensive. And you get out there in New York City, and you're getting ready. You feel like, I want to sing this song. I believe I can fly. You're ready to fly. And guess what happened? The next thing you know is the pandemic has just rolled in. New York becomes the epicenter of the pandemic with over 600 people dying every single day. Body bags being rolled out. The news channels around the world just talking about COVID-19. Now I'm like, oh my goodness, have I made the most craziest decision of my life? Moving my family halfway around the world, getting ready to change the world. And here you are locked up in a New York apartment. Well, the good thing happens when you put two people in a New York apartment during locked up in, a, in the middle of the pandemic, what, what happens is that you make babies. So we're pregnant right now. Thanks, man. You're pregnant and you're like, you know, in New York and in America, it's trying to, I mean, I know you guys are try, still trying to figure out insurance and how this whole thing works. And I'm, I'm still trying to figure out everything. Now you know that you're pregnant. I'm thinking, who's going to pay for that? How are we going to have the baby? We're going to see all these craziness happening. In the news every single day, I almost felt like my life is coming to an absolute storm. If I'm coming from a city that you know everybody, 
You got the most influential people on your speed dial list. You know people. And you can call them and they'll show up for you. I'm making calls to some of my friends and those calls are actually going to voicemail and never return back. I'm thinking, man, this is going to be it. I'm the super confident guy. I'm the super energetic guy, the super passionate guy, ready to change the world. Now, all of a sudden, I'm having depression. I'm having anxious thoughts every single day in the morning. Am I like, am I going to die here? Am I going to go back? And I come from a, a, a culture where it's a shame-based culture. You're thinking, oh, I don't want to go back home being a failure. I came to New York. They all sent me. They laid their hands on me. They prayed for me. They gave for me. And now they have sent this family out of New York City to change the world. And you, you don't want to go back. As a guy, as a loser, nobody wants to be a loser. Does anybody want to be a loser here? No, nobody. So I'm feeling like, I'm feeling like this. And when, that, uh, when New York was kind of getting cleared up, the next thing I know is India now is on full-blown pandemic. For two weeks in a row, I, I had somebody that I knew dying every single day, two weeks in a row. Scared to switch on my text message or open up Facebook, not sure who's going to show up there. One of my brothers that I closely mentored, owned several schools, a very influential guy. You know, he dies of COVID. One of the things that happened during COVID is that you're on the same plane. The rich guy and the poor guy, the homeless man and the guy living in Fifth Avenue. They're all on the same plane because nobody's got a a cure for this, and everybody's dying. It messes up your mind. I mean, two weeks ago, I was hanging out with Henry Cloud, one of the New York Times top sellers, psychologist, uh, a coach for CEOs. He's saying, the perfect recipe for disaster is COVID. Isolation, putting people in their own houses, not able to see each other, not able to collaborate. And I'm telling you something. I'm here to tell you about stuff that I did that helped me to get out of that deep pit of trauma, of depression, of being anxious. Has anybody felt anxious in this season? Anybody here? Has anybody felt waking up in the morning, what's going to happen? Even if you had money and not have money. Now, I mean, I was looking at my bank account. Bank accounts coming down as things are going forward. And all I could do was to get on a ferry where I lived in Manhattan, New York, and all I knew was that I could pray. I got on a ferry every single day and look at the skyline of New York City, sitting on that ferry right on the top floor and begin to pray, Jeremiah 29. Speak the peace, blessing over the city, this peace over the city. And when the city prospers, you will prosper. And uh, standing out there in that, in, that, uh, you know, in that ferry, the Lord gives me an idea and he tells me, to do a song in the middle of the pandemic in New York City. The song was a blessing. The blessing song was going out by Elevation and Carrie Job, and it was go going down the rounds. And, uh, you know, UK had done the UK blessing, and I felt the Lord say, hey, I want you to do the New York version of the blessing. I'm thinking, hey, are you serious, Lord? I'm this brown Indian guy just showed up in New York City, don't know anybody. So I'm waiting for somebody for the next two weeks, for somebody smarter than me, somebody more influential than me, somebody that's going to call all these people together, make those calls and get them on this call while in the middle of, 
on this video in the middle of the pandemic. And two weeks later, the Lord said, I've chosen you. You brown guy, you Indian guy, you new guy in the block. I want to choose you to use you to do this. Well, I just stepped out in faith. And the first week, we had the most influential churches in the city of New York come together. Finally, we had 100 churches, 125 voices. And this song goes over half a million views and starts hitting people and touching people around the world. Your private testing becomes a public testimony. If you've been going through trials, you've been going through testing, you feel like you want to give up, I want to give you some recipes of how I really got out of this rut. And I want to call this time machines and quantum leap. How did this guy from India come into the most influential, the most expensive city in the world and still see open doors happening all because of Jesus and through what it says in his word? Now, if a plane needs to take off, you and I know that there are two laws at work. One is the law of gravity that pulls it down. And the other one is a law of aerodynamics which takes this thing up in the air, kills or kicks the law of, aero, I mean the law of uh, gravity, kicks it on his head and takes off. That's what planes do. And I want to touch on that right now. The law of gravity that pulls you down all the time. You know, Daniel Amen, one of the most famous psychologists, the guy who's done the most amount of uh, brain scans in the world, he says, you have ants, what he calls his ants, automatic negative thoughts. You wake up in the morning having these automatic negative thoughts, thoughts that pull you down like the law of gravity. The stories of the past. You know, when I was growing up, I had all kinds of names called on me. People had nicknames for me. I had teachers walk up to me and say, Bonnie, you're not going to make it in life. I had uncles come and tell me, you know, you're not going to make it. You're good for nothing. So you have all of these things stored in the backside of your brain, and it keeps playing on a loop when you're going through the craziest of seasons in your life. Saying you can't make it, you won't do it. The past failures that you've been through, it is playing like a broken record at the back saying, you're going to fail again. You're going to make it again. And that's a law of gravity. And then comes the law of aerodynamics that kicks the law of gravity in the head. And I want to I talk about the scripture, Isaiah 43, verses 18, 19. It says, forget the former things. Do not hold on to the past. Behold. Creation, I want to do a new thing. Well, you, can, you cannot move into the new without letting go of the old. You cannot have two things at the same time. You can't step into the new. Maybe God is speaking to people in this room right now, in this space right now. Hey, you got to let go of that relationship. You got to let go of that business relationship that you were in. You're, you're in business with the wrong guy. You're in partnership with the wrong guy. You're hanging out with the wrong people. The, you, know, you know, somebody said, you're the sum total of the five people that you hang out. If you want to tell me where you're going, I want to just watch your friends, and I'll tell you exactly where you are going. You're hanging out with the wrong people, speaking the wrong things. 
and you're expecting great things to happen. Somebody said this, doing the same things again and again, expecting different results, is called insanity. Doing the same things again and again, and expecting different results is called insanity. Maxwell calls it uphill dreams but downhill habits. Uphill dreams and downhill habits. Maybe God is speaking to you this evening, this afternoon that, hey, you got to let go of the relationship. Let go of that, 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 that partnership. Let go of that friendship with those wrong people. Get out of that so that God can do the new thing. The word new in the original text is the word kadesh, which means fresh, never done before. Hey, God does not run out of ideas. He is the almighty. He is the omnipotent. He is the omniscient God who can do new things again and again. He's a God of creativity. He's not going to repeat the same thing he has done before. He's not going to do the same thing that some, it's happened to somebody else before. He wants to do something new. Does anybody want to say amen to that? He wants to do a new thing, a fresh thing, something that you've never ever done before. He wants to do it. In fact, I love the word in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verses 9. It says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, not even the heart of man has conceived what God has in store for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Does anybody want to say, hey, amen to that? He is the God of the unseen. He is the God of the undone. He is, he is the God of the unheard. And he wants to do it. And I'm telling you, I get bored very quick. I get bored doing the same thing. You know, my wife knows about this. That I'm always looking, I'm always looking for the new thing. I want to go, I'm a, I'm a starter, I'm a founder. Got a founder spirit. And uh, somebody maybe who's listened to me, I heard this statement the other day. Salary is the pill that you that you take to forget, that you, that's been given to you to forget your dreams. You've been on a salary and you want to be mitigating every possible risk where God is saying, I want you to jump into this new idea and start this new thing, start a church, start a ministry, start a new business idea. You want to do something new in your life and you're just too scared. The waters will not part until your feet gets wet, said the old Petra guy. Does anybody remember Petra, the good old Christian rock band? All right, I'm glad Bob Hartman and John Slater will be happy to see these fans out here. But let me just tell you, he said, the waters are not going to part until the feet gets wet. Step out of the boat. Start walking on water, which I call a wow season. Say that with me, wow season. Get ready for the wow season, walking on water. So when you're letting, letting go, and let me tell you, another thing that just unlocks something in my heart, in my spirit, is the fact that knowing who I am, I am not what people say I am. I am not what social media says I am. I am not what my brother says I am. I'm not what my uncle says I am. I'm not what my teacher says I am. I am what God says I am. And the Bible says, I am a son of the living God. 
The Bible says I'm co-heirs with Christ. In, in fact, the co-heir means, you know, equal rights. Just like what Jesus has, the same rights, the same power that Jesus has, I do have because it is my, my, my place in the kingdom is that I am a son. I'm a co-heir with Christ. Is anybody here with me? Am I preaching good? Am I boring you? It's the curry working. It's the curry working, people. Bible says in Isaiah 40, it says, those who wait on the Lord, they will soar on wings like eagles. They will walk and will not be weary and run and will not stop. So, I just want to say that, hey, Many people wake up in the morning and you have this little shivering in your hands when you wake up. A hand is coming out of that, that blanket. And you're trying to reach out for that cell phone because you have that little morning syndrome where your hands are shaking. It's like you need that cigarette. You need that, you need that Instagram app to be open to see how many people like that comment. How many people watched that story. How many people shared it. How many people, you know, saved it. That's what makes your day. Let me just say that, man, you are a son and daughter of the living God. If you believe it, say amen. I'm a son. I'm a son of the living God. I'm a son of the one who created everything. I love being a creation. And the tag at creation is tribute to the creator. Do you know who you are? When you know who you are, oh my goodness, you're going to walk into places like you're rolling like a Cadillac. You're walking into places with authority. You're walking into places because you know that you're a son and the daughter of the living God. And you walk in divine authority. What is authority? Authority is delegated power. Jesus said all authority in heaven on earth has been given to you, to me. I got the authority. I got the keys. I got the power. I got my position. I, I know who I am. Now God is saying, be a world changer and go change the world. Is anybody with me? Romans chapter 8 and verse 14 says, those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons and living daughters of God. Romans chapter 8 and verse 19, it's a beautiful verse. It says, all of creation is groaning. Imagine these mountains. These trees and everything that God has created is groaning. It is waiting for the revelation of the sons and daughters of the living God. You know what that means? All these guys that God made, they're waiting for you and I to walk in the revelation that you are the son and the daughter of the living God. You know, my brother, his best friend was a home minister's son. So every time they walk into any five-star hotel... They got a red carpet welcome. They got the best drinks in the table. They got the best food on the table. You know why? Because they know who that guy's dad is. He is the home minister and he's also in charge of tourism. And he's in charge of hospitality and all of the hotels. If they mess around with him, they're going to lose their license. Sometimes we just need to know who we are. And when you know who we are, you just want to walk in that authority. Being in New York City, I've never seen a cop beg. Has ever, I mean, if you've been in New York City, 
let's say Times Square. Have you ever seen probably the largest police department in the country, the largest budget for schools, the largest budget for police and cops? It's all in New York City. And I've never today, till today, in a law, I know, I mean, the last time I was speaking at a conference, they're like, you know, it was in the Bronx, and they had like cops with us all the time, driving us in and out to make sure that we're safe. I have never till today seen a police guy beg and plead with you to obey the law. Has anybody seen that? Authority never begs. Authority never pleads. Authority commands. And I'm saying as a child of, child of God, a son of God, as a daughter of God, it's time for you to walk in that authority. Walk into places like you own that place. Walk into New York City. I know it's the most expensive city, but my dad is filthy rich. He got all the money. He got all the power. He got all the authority. He's got all the influence, which is what I want to talk about. When you walk in authority, you walk in divine favor. What is favor? Favor is God's distinguished delight on a person. You walk into places, it doesn't matter. You are white, brown, yellow, green. I don't know who, what color, skin color you have. When you have the favor of God, when you have the hand of God, doors begin to open for you. Psalms chapter 5 and verse 12 says, The Lord blesses the righteous and he surrounds them with favor like a shield. So everywhere you go, you see favor. You walk into a restaurant, they give you the best seats. You walk into a meeting, they give you the front seats. You walk into a, an office, they always point you to the president. You're always talking to the decision maker because God's got a plan on your life and he wants you to get that plan accomplished in the shortest period of time and he doesn't want you to be stuck in hierarchy. He just wants you to go to the decision maker and boom, things are getting done and you're moving fast. Does anybody want to go fast? Everybody wants to see things happen fast. Fast planes, fast cars. You know, I'm a Delta guy. And if you're a Delta elite or whatever you call it, gold or silver, you're walking, you're the first ones to board that plane. You want to be the first guy. It's, I mean, I don't know, it's, it's just a thing that messes up with your mind. It's the same freaking plane. It's the same place. You're just a few seats away, but they just tell you you got priority access to get into the plane. All that I'm trying to say tonight, this evening, this afternoon, is the fact that, hey, listen, do you know who you are? When you know who you are, you walk in authority. When you walk in authority, you see God's favor happen in your life. One day of favor is better than a lifetime of labor. In fact, the scripture says it is in vain. I'm telling you, I tell people, I, I am from the land of Curry, but I live in the city of Hurry. If you go to New York, everybody's like, you know, you, nobody's got time. Nobody's got time. Their calendars, I'm like slammed. I can't, I mean, when's the next time I can meet you? Bro, maybe like next month. Like on a Monday, maybe I can come back to you whether it's going to work. Everybody's so busy. I'm telling you, busy is not cool. Busyness is not fruitfulness. I made a prayer when I came to New York. I said, God, I don't want to be busy, but I want to be fruitful. Does anyone want to make that prayer today? It's not about being busyness. Somebody said busy is being burdened under Satan's yoke. It's not about being busy. It's about being fruitful. The scripture says it is in vain that you wake up in the morning and sleep late, and eat the fruit of painful labor, but to his beloved, he gives to them in their sleep. All those guys working hard, ho, ho, ho. 
working two jobs, three jobs, still broke, credit card debts, going through divorce. We're the child of the living God. It's not about labor. It is about favor. Favor is greater than labor. He wants you to take that time to go pray, read the Bible, spend your time with family. And when you show up at work, boom, the favor of God is on you. You're on the fast track. And when you operate in favor, does anybody want to see things happening quick in your life? I love this scripture. When you operate in favor, you operate, you see things happening quicker. Amos chapter 9 and verse 13 to 15 in the message version says, things are going to happen so fast that your head is going to start swimming. One thing on the heels of the other, you will not be able to keep up. Blessings are flowing like wine from the mountains and I'm going to make everything right for my people. You know what that means? I'm not even, I'm not even paraphrasing. It is what the message version says. You know what that looks numerically? What you could do in 10 years, you will now get it done in 10 months. What you could do in 10 months, you get it done in 10 weeks. What you could do in 10 weeks, you now get it done in 10 days. 10 days in 10 hours. 10 hours in 10 minutes. 10 minutes in 10 seconds. Whoa. God wants to speed you up. He wants to accelerate you. Somebody told me the other day when I was in New York, he said, brother, I know a few leaders in the city. And I could have introduced you to them. But in no way, in less than six months of you walking into the city, you have 100 senior leaders in New York City that know your name. And over half a million people know that you did that song. This is the hand of God. I'm preaching at somebody here. Listen, friends. It's not about working hard. And somebody said it's about working smart. No. It's about walking in the authority and identity and divine favor. And you will see that kind of acceleration happening in your life like you've never seen before. Is anybody with me? And also I'm telling you, one of the things that happened during the pandemic is that you, with, with us living in New York at least, is that social distance, vaccination, you know, queuing up and showing that ID and not able to go here and there. You know, you're supposed to be, eyes are supposed to be on top and doing great things. Now your eyes are so down, you are so caught up in the small little fires that you're putting off that you have never, you've never moved into the destiny that God has called you. And I'm telling you, I'm here from the Curry land. I'm here to tell everybody, listen to the frequency of my voice. It's time to dream again. It's time to dream again. It's time to dream again because the Bible says, you know, in the last days when I pour out my spirit upon all flesh, your young men shall see dreams, your old people shall see visions. You know what that means? People who are 90 years old, they're probably looking at, when am I going to die? And suddenly the Lord begins to open up their eyes and the ears and fill them with new dreams. At 90 years, they're feeling like I got more to do be done. Young people, it's time to dream again. My title in my organization is Chief Dreamer. Somebody's got to dream it. Somebody's got to speak it. Somebody's got to step out in faith. And when you step out in faith, you will see the unseen, the unheard, and the undone happen. I'm winding up right now. I'm like any good preacher saying, I'm going to land in the plane. I'm this time, I'm for sure landing in the plane. Hey, guys, don't let the devil lock you in that depressing 
panic disorder mode every single day. You know what I've been doing? Does anybody have the Bible app on your phone? Last week I was on the Bible app on the worst of the day. Okay, this is another favorite story. 500 million people have downloaded this app. An Indian guy from nowhere has been put on that app and over millions of people watch this on the day. So here's, here's, my, here's my thing to you. I wake up in the morning, start reading the Bible. If you're too lazy to read the Bible, play that button. Let the word of God just start to play in your car. The other day I was driving in the morning. I was feeling so anxious. I was almost feeling like, what am I doing? Am I in the right place? Am I with the right people? Start playing the Bible app. Put that on your headphones. Everybody on that subway in New York has got some headphones on. They just want to say, do not disturb. That's what they're saying. But I'm telling you, boys and girls and ladies and men and women of God, switch on that Bible app and let that Bible begin to speak to you. Let that word of God begin to speak life into you. And every time I listen to that, my panic is, is, is leaving. My anxious thoughts are leaving. I'm feeling, oh, my goodness. Every time you read the word, every time you pray, you pray I'm telling you, I feel like I can change the world again. I feel like I can dream again. I feel like I can do great things for God again. I'm challenging people. One of my mentors, Dr. Rice Brooks, he told me, Bonnie, last year he read the New Testament every single week. The other day I spoke to him. He said, in the last year and a half, I've, re I've read the New Testament over 90 times, which means every week he's been reading the New Testament. He's been playing it. He's got a headphones. He's got a he's got a glasses with the headphones on it on it all the time. Listening to the word. You know why? When you listen to the word, that becomes a new operating system of your mind. You let the word of God begin to tell you who you are. I'm closing right now. I'm saying, come on. It's time to soar again, guys. It's time to dream again. It's time to get out of those anxious thoughts because you know who you are. You're kicking the laws of gravity. You're moving at the speed of God's favor. And you're taking over places and you're taking over domains and changing the world. I'm here to challenge you. Probably I'm, high, I'm here all the way from India speaking to people here. If I can be used by God, he can use you. There is no excuse. I'd raise a lot of money, put my family on a plane to go change the world in this part of the world. And he, if I can do that, he can do that with you. As every eye is closed, I just want everybody to be in a mode right now of prayer. I want to pray for you. Let's take a moment and just think about all those things that have been bothering you. Those thoughts, those ideas, those relationships, those people. It's time to say bye-bye. It's time to say bye-bye to those ideas. To say bye-bye to those fears. Say bye-bye to those relationships. Say bye-bye to those plans that the devil has in your life. But to say yes, to say yes, Lord, here I am. Here I am. You can use me. Here I am. I want to be used by God. Here I am. I want to change the world. Here I am. I want to dream again. And if that is God, if that is you and God is speaking to you this afternoon, And saying, that was a word, man, that I need to hear. And if that is you and you're saying that, hey, that is me, would you slip up your hand and say, yeah, that was me. I just want to lift up my hands and say, yes. That's my hands and surrender saying, yes, God, thank you for speaking to me. I need to get those ands, those automatic negative thoughts out of my head. 
see those hands. I see those hands. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for these people. Thank you for the, the words that has been spoken. I pray, God, that you would touch people and set people free from every automatic negative thoughts that's been going on in their head. Those relationships and people and things that they've been tied down to. Lord, I pray that you would set them free to follow the plans and the purposes that they have, that you have for them. That they would move in God's speed. That they would move in acceleration. That they would move in authority. And they would move and be a world changer. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Come on, give it up for Jesus one more time. If you want to stay in touch with me, that's right, right here. I'm on Instagram. Tell me if God spoke to you. Is there any way that I can send you some resources and be in touch with you? Our ministry and our team would be, you know, ready to come and help you, your church, your youth group, anywhere that we can serve you. I'm here on the East Coast, travel a bunch of places, but I'm telling you, I'm here to serve. God bless you. I'm grateful for creation and my friends here, Troy and Tracy and Ben and all the rest of the team here at Creation. Uh, we thank you guys. God bless you and live out loud. Bye-bye.